So what happened in the past with President Zelensky when he tried to reach out to the United States before the Putin invasion? Not too long ago, he was pretty much on the top side of the news in the United States back in 2020. Do you remember that? Do you remember this? When he went to the White House and he was at the center of attention over issues involving Donald Trump and Joe Biden, also over allegations that several of Joe Biden's relatives, two of his brothers and his son, were on the payroll of Ukrainian companies. More so, Zelensky became a major figure when it came to these issues because his platform of running was primarily anti-corruption. So what did Zelensky have to say at that time when reporters jumped on him the minute he got into the White House's Oval Office for his meeting with then-President Trump? This is what happened. Uh, thank you very much. It's a good honor. Thank you very much. President Zelensky, have you felt any pressure from President Trump to investigate Joe, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden? I think you read everything. So you, I think you read text. I, uh, I'm sorry, but I, I don't want to be involved to democratic, open, uh, um, elections elections of USA. No, you heard that we had, uh, I think, good uh, phone call. It was normal. We spoke about many things. And I, so, so I think, and you read it, that nobody pushed it, pushed me. Yes. In other words, no pressure. President Trump, President Trump, President Trump, because Trump, you know what? There was no pressure. And you know there was, and by the way, you know there was no pressure. All you have to do is See it, what went on on the call, but you know that. But you could ask the question, and I appreciate the answer. Mr. Go ahead. President. President Trump and Zelensky had a good meeting, and it seems the press didn't like the fact that they had a good meeting at that time. But this was back in a time when the campaign period was going on. There were a lot of issues going on, and of course, there were the realities of Nancy Pelosi's son, Paul Pelosi Jr., and of course, the Clinton Foundation, represented by Chelsea Clinton, and of course, some of the other children and family members of members of Congress, both Republican and Democrat, who seemed to all be headed to Ukraine back in the day, and many of them walking away with huge donations from Ukrainian gas companies. This is part of the reason for the corruption that President Zelensky was elected to fight. You see, the people in Ukraine were sick of it. They were totally sick of the level of corruption that saw so much of this very wealthy European country that is not an ally of either NATO or Russia and sits in the middle between the two. And primarily, their main goal was just to exist, to try and modernize themselves, try and pull out from over 70 years of ineffective rule under the communist Soviet Union and become a free, independent nation. But at the end of the day, Zelensky was dragged into the issue. He answered well. He said he didn't want to get involved in American politics and essentially pushed it off. President Trump had more to say and in fact wished President Vladimir Zelensky well 
when it came to fighting the issue of corruption. Because by fighting that issue of corruption, Trump had hoped that he could expose the level of corruption by American political figures who were taking advantage of this country that is now at the center of the world's attention, Ukraine. No, I want uh, him to do whatever he can. This was not his fault. He wasn't there. He's just been here recently. But whatever he can do in terms of corruption, because the corruption's massive. Now, when Biden's son walks away with millions of dollars from Ukraine and he knows nothing, and they're paying him millions of dollars, that's corruption. When Biden's son walks out of China with $1.5 billion in a fund, and the biggest funds in the world can't get money out of China, and he's there for one quick meeting and he flies in on Air Force Two, uh, I think that's a horrible thing. I think it's a horrible thing. But I'm going far beyond that. Uh, I know the president, and I've read a lot about Ukraine. I've read a lot about a lot of countries. He wants to stop corruption. He was elected, I think, number one on the basis of stopping corruption, which unfortunately has plagued Ukraine. And if he could do that, he's doing really the whole world a big favor. I know, and I think he's going to be successful. Trump had a lot of respect for Zelensky. Both were populists. Yes. Remember, Zelensky is a comedian. He wasn't exactly somebody who entered the political spectrum and thought that he could enter and just do everything he wanted within a short period of time. He had come after some really hard times in Ukraine. Remember, it was only in 2014 that they actually really did break away from a past labeled and laden with so much issues surrounding their existence. And it was only after that that his fight against corruption began when he was elected. And that only occurred in 2020. He's not been president for long. And as he tries to do what he can in his country, he's also thwarted by an ongoing war, a war that has lasted eight years. So who is President Zelensky? And what exactly was he fighting for before even Putin invaded Ukraine? His TV talent show, League of Laughter, regularly gets some of the highest ratings in the country. He's also been playing a sitcom version of the Ukrainian president for three seasons. But in an indicator of just how much Ukrainians appreciate the absurd, or just how desperate they are for change, Zelensky might be about to do it for real. He's now the unlikely front-runner in this week's presidential election. It's only a few days until the presidential elections. Yes. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Why, Why not? Oh, this is my profession. Why not? Okay. This is my profession. Many. Do you not have a campaign to be running? Yes. You're a busy man. Yes. You'll be even busier if you become president. Who knows? I don't know. I've never been there, so maybe they have Saturday and Sundays. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands took part in the Maidan revolution in 2014. Back then, protesters had high hopes, ending endemic corruption and transforming the economy. But that was five years ago. Nothing's really improved. And Ukraine is still in a war with Russia that's seen 13,000 casualties. 
Somehow, Zelensky is the most plausible fresh face. They still think in this authoritarian approach that the uh, president is a king and all his decisions are being implemented immediately. That's, uh, the whole society is still in this childish state, it still has to develop and that's a problem with a lot of young democracies, that they just fall into the spiral of populism. What's at stake here if he's the winner if one of the alternative candidates gets in? I am very concerned regarding Zelensky, why I'm very worried the guy doesn't have a vision. Zelensky insists he does have a vision for Ukraine, but he wasn't sharing it with us. When it comes to your policies, I mean, if you are to actually become the president of Ukraine, what then? What are you actually going to do for this country? Problem я ставил бы коррупцию и, конечно же, я бы очень хотел остановить войну на Донбассе, однозначно, потому что мы хотим, чтобы наши люди больше не погибали. That all sounds very vague. Война на Донбассе это не общая вещь, это конкретная проблема, которая больше всего относится к нам украинцам. Надо быть украинцем, потому что погибают именно украинцы. Поэтому ты это чувствуешь очень больно. So you feel like you're fully prepared to be president of Ukraine? Да. Да. It's gonna be fun. Why not? So Zelensky, though, was talking about what was that going to happen if he became president, the last part of that interview. And by the way, this is from Vice News. It's about a minute, minute and a half. Hey, if they want me to take it down, I'll take it off my podcast. But basically, this is from about 2019, early 2020, when Zelensky was running for president. And he was one of 38 candidates. And basically, at the last part of the interview, he was asked about his vision. The first thing he said, the first thing of all was to... Uh, deal with corruption and all the problems that it had brought on his country and all the problems with, with all the oligarchs and other issues within Ukraine and foreign corruption that was both coming from the West and East, meaning Russia and places like the European Union, the United States, that was very much affecting the prosperity of their country. Remember, this is a country with $70 billion a year in income just on oil revenues and possibly even more than that if it wasn't only being sold off for next to nothing. And that was their biggest problem. Lastly, uh, we're going to listen now to uh, uh, something that came out of Australia. It was, it was out of Sky News, Australia's morning program, wherein uh, former President Trump was talking to an Australian golfer. And uh, I forget the name of the golfer, I'll get to it at the end. But uh, he was talking to a golfer and was asked what he would have done to prevent Putin from attacking Ukraine. And in fact, what he did, because Putin did not attack Ukraine the entire time that Trump was president. Yes, they were still fighting in Donbass, that region, uh, which, by the way, was the second point there that uh, Zelensky was talking about in that other interview. He mentioned Donbass. Uh, no, I don't speak Ukrainian, but I can read subtitles. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, you know, from that interview that I took the audio off of and, and put on here, he was saying that, that the second most important thing that he saw as, as need was to settle this endless war and suffering of the people of Ukraine. One way or another, come up with a settlement, end that war in Ukraine. 
uh, eastern uh, border with Russia and, and deal with the problems of that, as well as also the issues of the Crimea and, and the other people down there who had, you know, lost their land and, and lost their homes, were never compensated properly and all that. So, you know, it was, it's just a huge mess, okay? Uh, and, and this is what Zelensky had to deal with. And lastly, to unite the people of Ukraine for their common good and betterment. I guess because of the invasion of Russia, he actually achieved his third goal pretty much. He's pretty much united the world. You know, there's even talk of maybe if Putin gets booted out of office because he's not able to subdue Ukraine, hey, maybe Zelensky could apply for the job in the Kremlin. <laughs> uh, well, who knows? I don't think so. Anyway, let's go to what Trump did or said to Vladimir Putin about bombing Moscow if indeed that uh, was was exactly what he said uh, back in 2020 when there was tension between Ukraine and Russia. Trump actually called up Putin and basically laid down the law and prevented war by making a threat. And not only making the threat, but actually making sure that Putin knew that the threat was real. And that's the difference between Trump and Biden. Trump may be a crazy mofo sometimes. And he may be kind of weird when he does things. But at the end of the day, people sincerely know that his craziness is backed up by a willingness to do things that are way off the board. Now, maybe that's not how Biden rolls. But the other problem Biden has is the corruption in Ukraine does have his family name involved in it. I'm Mike of New York. Let's listen now to former President Trump. Last week, Rita, you flagged it. You said here on this show, well, actually, Donald Trump threatened to nuke uh, well, uh, Moscow, and you were proven right, as always. It was, at that point, a, a reported rumour, but it seemed to have a bit of truth to it because, well, when he was in the White House, Putin behaved himself, exactly. particularly when he came to Ukraine. <laughs> and then to, uh, this week... The story was proved by none other than the man himself, Donald Trump. Have a look. to golfer John Daly there and the captions were wrong. It was Xi, not, not Xi. So, yeah. yeah, China and Russia, uh, Trump kept them in, in check, check because yeah, these sort of despot <laughs> leaders react to strength. If you show them but weakness, this, they capitalise. I'm sorry, is there an echo in here? No, no, no. Is no, there no, an no, echo no, no. in the studio? Did I hear it's that too uh, late, two Rowan. minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, but but Ro, you, you, like the idea that that Joe Biden is all of us going to sudden yeah. you know discover his inner Trump. You know, and so, <laughs> Good I mean, remember Obama had the red lines with Syria, and then the Russians walked right over them. So there you go. Yeah. 